0: It was that time of day when the light hits everything sideways. The sun was casting its final gleam of golden warmth, and the sky was going from blue to purple. We went down to the beach, my young mother smiling and laughing, her dark chestnut hair falling down her back in wavy curls, and my father carrying me in his arms. We braced against a sheet of wind that hit with the force of a clanging church bell when we cleared the top of the boardwalk and saw the ocean spill out before us. My mother ran ahead, flinging her sandals onto the sand and stripping off her emerald green dress. My father set me down, grabbed my hand, and we ran after her. I was all of two or three years old, but I remember. The waves seemed like mountains, but as my mother charged into them, they shrank my first lesson in scale and perspective. My father pulled his t-shirt off over his head and stooped down to my level. Stay here, lamb, okay? I nodded and watched him go. The two of them sank under the warm summer sea, then reappeared, kissing, as I stood on the wet beach, the frothy water rushing up and over my feet. I smiled and took a step toward them, and another. They looked back at me and began to swim to shore. I took another step. Suddenly, a wave rushed in and knocked me down. I felt the water all around me, filling my ears and pulling me as the wave ebbed. And then my father's hands lifting me to him and my mother swooping in. She grabbed me and held me as I cried. I don't know if I cried from upset or relief, but I cried, and my mother kissed my face, wrapped me in her green dress, and carried me all the way home. That is my first memory. The sound of the city dissolves into a hum. I stare up at the gleaming glass tower and a torrent of blue pours down. The building's edges blur against the cloudless sky, nature and the man-made becoming one. Blue always tastes like chocolate when I'm nervous, and I'm nervous. I swallow, then will the sensation away with the sound of my own voice. This is it, I say to my father, as the white-gloved doorman beckons us inside. We enter the marble lobby and the temperature drops about 25 degrees. A rush of magenta sweeps across my eyes. My skin erupts in goosebumps, and the trickle of sweat that has been nagging its way down my spine dries up in the cold air. I step toward a bright-eyed man behind a reception desk. How can I help? He asks. I'm Luisa Ochoa Jones, I reply quietly. My father mops his sweaty brow with a handkerchief. Yes, of course, the man says, nodding. 75th floor. Thank you. I turn toward the long mirrored corridor that leads to the elevator bank. I've been blonde for exactly nine hours, and even though I'd never felt more like myself as when I stepped out of the shower with my new hair, my reflection is kind of a shock. I guess I'm still getting used to it. My father and I arrive at the elevator. I glance down at my black lace dress and chunky high-heeled ankle boots. I press up and focus on the shape of the arrow on the button. It's short and squat. A fat little arrow. Before a concert, my dad says as we wait, I like to think about how the music isn't for me it's for someone out there listening. Someone who needs it. That always makes me less nervous. Okay, that's nice and all, but Thomas Bell doesn't need anything from me. It's the other way around.